So, Princess Vespa, at last I have you in my clutches to have my way with you the way I want to. No, no, please leave me alone. No, you are mine. Not so fast, Helmet. Lone Star. Yes, it is me. I'm here to save my girlfriend. Hi, honey. Now you are going to die. Bam. Oh, oh. Hey, what did you do to my friend? The same thing I'm going to do you, big boy. Oh, oh. And to you. Oh. Now, Princess Vespa, at last we are alone. Oh, oh, I hate you. Oh, you, I hate you. You leave me alone. Yet, I find you strangely attractive. Of course you do. Jewish princesses are often attracted to money and power, and I have both, and you know it. Oh, oh, leave me alone. No, kiss me. Oh, no, yes, yes, no, no, yes, 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 yes. Oh, your helmet is so big. I... What, what, I need the next line. <laughs> I didn't write it down. <laughs> Sorry, we're in now now. No, it's... Sir, what? <laughs> We've arrived. Okay, knock. Knock next time. Did you see anything? No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your toys again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. I was like, should I keep that going? Uh, but I did not. Oh. I, I like... What's his name? Um... Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. I'm kind of glad he he stopped working for a little bit because I feel like he was getting overutilized. Well, he's getting typecast into yeah. like, you know, neighbor next door nerd, especially specifically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And then I think he was in a movie with Tom Arnold where Tom Arnold was like his bully from when he was a kid. And then... He started bullying him as an adult or something like that. That sounds so familiar. I forgot about this movie. Yeah. Um, my favorite, Little Giants. Mm. Oh, yeah. Love Little Giants. That's a classic. And then... Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a great one. I wonder if he'll be in the new Ghostbusters. It would be nice to see him. A little reprise. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, also, was the... I'm spacing on... Oh, What's that family one called? Um, you know the diarrhea one. Slide oh, in the first. Um, that uh, parenthood. Yeah, parenthood. Yeah, that was a different role for him. Yeah, but I liked it. I heard they're doing a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or or a continuation, but also. I think reboot. I heard that there's a continuation. I think mm. if uh, memory serves me right, it's a continuation, which. I mean, what is it? Honey, I shrunk the kids again. Honey, shrink, honey, I shrunk the kids in Tokyo. I mean, <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yep, yep. I love that Tokyo Drift shrinking. <laughs> that oh, Fast and the Furious meets <laughs> classic. Hi, <laughs> honey, I shrunk the kids. I'd watch. Then just a whole bunch of <laughs> legal legal street raising because they're in the house. Oh yeah, in micro machines. And Van Diesel's in it, and it's family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, which he's also <laughs> from the movie Pacifier as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but be... can only say, I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> I love this mashup right now. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the intergalactic arena of the WWE. Prepare yourself for an extraordinary showdown like never before in one corner across from me. <laughs> There's no corners right now. Don and menacing. Obsidian armor and fueled by the power of the dark side, we have the nefarious dark helmet, Timmy Criddle. Oh. I see your sword is as big as mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And in the opposite corner, aka right next to me, the savior of the galaxy, the the daring space cowboy himself, Lone Star. <laughs> Brett Williams. <laughs> hey, it got lighter. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. The wise and mystical merchant of the cosmos, the keeper of the Schwartz. Give it up for me, Jeremy Williams. One and only yogurt. All right. Hey, do you have any uh, flamethrowers? <laughs> <laughs> the kids love them. The kids love them. <laughs> All right. And welcome to the Utterly Useless Podcast. Let's get going. All right, merit badges. What do we got? All right. So I'm going to start off with my merit badge here. Um, my merit badge is kind of a one I got a while ago when I was in New York. And it's called The New York Loves Me. And I haven't done this one, right? Just to I make sure. I don't think so. So when I was sitting down at a... It was my last day there. And I was sitting down at a bagel shop. This guy walks by the, the window and blows a kiss at me. So New York loves me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that's your merit badge because I, I want to get the uh, I've never been to New York in my entire life merit badge. That's, that, that's, the, that's the goal right that's there. That's the goal. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> well, technically you have it. It'd just be revoked. I know. I know. I don't want to have to hand it over and be like, mm-hmm. well. I like New York. It was fun. Uh, just I don't like big cities. Big cities, I don't like. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of taken back. Like, what do I do? Do I blow a kiss back at this guy? And I just left stunned because by the time I figured out what I should do, he was past the window and I couldn't see him anymore. I was like, that was that was fun. Only in New York. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my merit badge this week is I'm titling it a satisfying moment merit badge. Uh, so you, have you ever seen those videos on, on the internet where um, someone does something and it, it, a perfect outcome happens? So like you throw, you, you shoot a hoop and it just swish. Yeah. Or um, you draw a perfect circle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that. Okay, I had a satisfying moment the, um, the other day where I was getting up for work and um, there was ice uh, on my car in the morning and I went to scrape it and it just glided perfectly and it just scraped it all off in one motion the entire the whole like a sheet of the sheet of ice yeah ice off your windshield yeah wow oh wow it, I have never had that it was just oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like can I do that again <laughs> go to the car next to yours <laughs> nope Fail. it was uh, so fun it was just like ooh that was that felt good <laughs> I can only imagine because I remember, I don't know if you experienced this when we were living in San Antonio, but were you, were you in San Antonio during the, um, the freezing rain? Mm, I was in Pleasanton, so okay. south of San Antonio. But you still got it then. Yes. My favorite was we were trying to like get in the passenger side and then roll down the windows and then because you just had that sheet of glass. Oh, yeah. Punch through it. All oh, movie like. <laughs> It was fun. Yeah, I can only imagine what you felt. It's so good. All right. So I was thinking about this being a, a merit badge, but then the more I thought about it, I, I think I need to go down the Timmy bandwagon and make this a <laughs> pin. So because it's one of those that I get every year, it just the moments are different. 
And so the, the pin is the, I am so proud of my students moment. And I'm sitting there, um, I'm on outside duty with a couple of the, the um, safety patrol students. And one of the sweetest girls goes up to me and just says, hey, guess what? We are trying to convince all of the younger kids, like the kindergartners, first graders, second graders, that the safety patrol closet has a secret closet called the candy closet. And I'm like, what? And they're just like, yeah, we're trying to convince them that there is a special room that only safety patrol kids can go into and <laughs> retrieve candy. And the instant I heard this, I was just like, this is my personality rubbed off on you guys. I am so proud of you. In <laughs> fact, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to give you a candy cane to walk out of <laughs> yelling, candy closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are the, I mean, I know your point of view is different than a kid's point of view, but are the um, safety patrol, are they... The goovers or they No, they're just the they're just nice kids. Like, you know, I remember I, I don't really remember many kids being on uh, I swear there's like only like four kids on the safety patrol when I was in school. The ones that always bothered me were the ones I don't know if they did it at uh up one when you were there, but the ones that bothered me were the hall monitors. We had hall monitors that would report you and rat you out if you were too loud exiting the lunchroom to go to the bathroom, because, you know, obviously we could just go straight outside mm -hmm. to recess. But if we were to exit the lunchroom to go use the bathroom and then come back in, if we were too loud, the hall monitors would rat you out and then you would like miss recess. Yeah. No, I never had that. I just always felt like it was people... They were outside during like the, you know, the very end of school mm -hmm. and they would just be like, don't do that. And you're like, this is why are you telling me you're like on a power trip? Like, don't, don't walk that way or don't, don't walk here. It's like, come on, just, just be there to protect people. Don't try and be there to like tell people what to do and not to do. Yeah. The only thing that I tell the kids to do is just say walk, please. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> Uh, it's walk, please, and then go to the crosswalk. Yeah, like, th th those are the only things uh -huh. I, I, you know, instruct them to do. Yep, that's great. I didn't know they still did safety patrol these days. Yeah, I yeah. Just... I mean, most of it is there's always an adult. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I feel as though sometimes some of the safety patrol was on their own. Yeah, I felt there was only one teacher that was in charge uh -huh. at a, like at a shift. Uh huh. And then a whole bunch of kids, like probably six. Yeah, and so yeah, every single kid is at least with a minimum of one teacher. So it's almost safety patrol. Like their job is to get like the area ready with a uh -huh. key or with a flag or with cones. Mm -hmm. That's more or less the safety patrol. Okay. So. Gotcha. All right. Spin the wheel. All right, we have spin the wheel where we have ten categories of questions. We're gonna spin the wheel, decide who's gonna be asking what. And I'm first, and I got, what would you have done? All right, pretty simple question. I mean, yeah, question for you guys, but maybe more. You are on a field trip in a laboratory, and you were bitten by a spider. What would you do? Hmm. I think I'd say something. I'd be like, 
excuse excuse me, sir. I've been bitten by a spider. Um, am I gonna be okay? Would you have killed the spider? Oh, of course. Okay. I mean, it would be like you go, you spider, you go splat. Exactly. I'd be like Homer from the the Halloween episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, smack the spider, flick it away. And move on with my day. <laughs> Did you turn that into like a poem? <laughs> Smack the spider, flick it away, move on with my day. <laughs> I see that. You have, you have a mantra there. <laughs> it's beginning. <laughs> I I don't know what I would do because I've never been bitten by a spider. Have any of you? I have. I uh, got bitten by a spider. I was visiting my friend up in Brigham. And it was one of those things where, like, even before it happened, I knew it was going to happen. There was a blanket, you know, the bed was made, and he's just like, there's a blanket over there. And he's like, you might not want to use it. And my brain just goes, oh, well, you know, I I like a cold basement. He has, like, a refrigerator basement, which is fantastic. (laughs) But I was just like, I also like being warm in a refrigerator. Yes. So I go and I grab the blanket, and I'm sitting there thinking, you should shake this out. It's like, nah, <laughs> it's fine. And so I woke up with like spider, two spider bites on my leg. Oh, wow. It's super, super itchy. Hmm. I wonder what kind of spider. I know. Like, it was funny because I made mention to that my, to my sister, and she's like, you will send me a picture of it now. <laughs> draw a circle around it. it. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Draw a circle around it. It might be a, a brown <laughs> recluse or something like that. I was like, it's fine. It's I I, and she, I was like, no, this is what you're gonna do. The funny thing is, is so I hate I hate saying this, but because people tell me all the time that there's brown lacrosses in Utah, every single time somebody tells me that, I go to the internet to see if the, anything has changed. There has been like no documented cases of brown lacrosses, at least in northern Utah, like mm. anywhere above like St. George and all that area, and even St. George is a super rarity because they can't live in places with cold. So, but it, it but Utahns really believe that there are brown lacrosses here. There's hobos, yeah. hobo spiders, which also bite. We got those in Idaho a lot. And then black widows, which is funny. I've only seen one black widow as a child my whole life, and it was mm-hmm. at our old house. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? I just remember now. There was a tree kind of in the middle of the hill. Uh-huh. This is a side conversation, apparently. Uh, but yeah, I saw one there. Now... Here at this house, just this last like last three months, I've seen probably three or four, and they were huge. Like I saw this one with a butt <laughs> that was bigger than a nickel, like just the butt. Oh yeah, yeah. I in fact for the longest time I, I'd only seen two. I saw one in California, and th- this person was just like, "Look, there's a black widow." I'm like, "Oh okay, that's neat." And then, and it was so funny because the guy took like a small piece of uh, saran wrap and just encased it and then smashed it within the, the saran wrap. And I'm like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and then the other one was like about three weeks ago. It was in my garage. And yeah, I would probably say this one was, you know, but was around about the size of a dime. Uh-huh. But uh, it was in my garage and I'm sitting there just looking at it. I'm like, I should do something. I'm like, but you know what? You're not bothering me. I'm not going to bother you. <laughs> I have a black widow living in my garage right now. Oh, you right. do? We named her Natasha. Oh, <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> does she have a brother? <laughs> N- Natasha doesn't have a brother, does she? 
She has a sister. Oh, sorry, sister. sorry, yeah, sister. sister, sister. Maybe she doesn't visit often then. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on next, Criddle, you're up, and you get random question. What is the worst Christmas ornament you've ever seen? Oh man. Anything made with toilet paper? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as I reflect on the ones that I made as a kid, I was not proud of the crepe paper ones where you would dip it into the glue. Oh, yeah. You'd have the picture on it, and then you'd, you know, twist the crepe paper, put it in glue, put it on this thing. And it was always, you know, you know, you're making a like star Mm -hmm. or you're making an orb. And here you are sitting there. You, you see the teacher's example, and it is near perfect. Yes. And then you have yours, which is just a abomination to eyesight. The problem is crepe paper and the quantity of glue. <laughs> As a kid, you never had a good ratio there with glue. And so it always like bled through, and there was like this big old splat that <laughs> you push the crepe paper down, and it's just soaking up all the glue yeah i mean i even to when i was a kid and would bring them home and my mom you know i the first couple of years you know first kindergarten first grade second grade you'd be proud around third grade it was just like you know you don't have to put that on the tree (laughs) (laughs) i also popsicle stick ones were kind of the lame ones Krita, what kind of um christmas tree did you have growing up we had kind of like so every year our mom would um, buy us a, an ornament that represented that year for us. And so it was more of like a kid's tree. It wasn't like a pretty tree. Well, I also ruined that as a kid too because uh, when I was around probably like the twins' age, we had glass ornaments. Oh. And um, I destroyed most of those glass <laughs> ornaments. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I mean, ours was just a mosh podge of, did just random decorations. We didn't really do like a, a one ornament per year kind of thing. It was, I mean, because there were, there were, I had three other siblings. Like, I mean, growing up, it was, oh, we brought home an ornament. We made it school. Let's just put it on the tree. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's more or less what ours was like. Just a hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. All right, Brett, you're up with, could you fight it? All right. So this is, because of something that I've watched recently. So, as a 10-year-old, could you fight a coalition of parents who were devoted to not allowing kids to own a video gaming system? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what movie this was. Mm. <laughs> Sounds oddly familiar. Um, could I fight a coalition? Like, not physically fight. Yeah. Um, Is there snow? there's a there's a spot that is generally always slippery so when you say fight you're meaning not like so what kind of fight are you saying i'm saying you know try trying your best to dis disband persuade these parents to move on to some other cause you know maybe just going up to them like hey you know i hear there are some kids that uh think that Dungeons and Dragons are real and they're they're committing crimes because they've <laughs> lost touch with reality. Like what would you do if there was a coalition of parents that were devoted into, you know, the evils of video games? Hmm. My first instinct is to go behind their back. <laughs> my 10-year-old I mean, self. that kid was going trying to go behind their back uh-huh. and that's kind of my mentality. In case there anybody's wondering what we're talking about, it's 8-bit Christmas. 
Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. I need to watch that now. Yeah, that would. We were going to watch it last night, but then things happen. Um, yeah, I do the same thing, try and sneak around, but I don't know if I could like physically. Yeah, as a 10 year old kid, I'm trying to think of what my keep. I was pretty good at saving my my money, my like uh, chore money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think I would probably save up and just buy it. But then the hard part would be at that age hooking it up and like doing that and concealing that without my parents knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Are these parents, of, they're very gung ho and not on like no, no, uh, gaming systems. I mean, they say, we'll just say your parent, one of your parents looks like Steve Zahn and, <laughs> um, is really into just, you know, house repair. And your other parent is a, you know, middle school English teacher who is just kind of going with the flow. And is this the 1980s? Yes. Okay. Um, so then they really don't care how valuable it is. Today, I feel like there'd be a little more appreciation for the value, but yeah, I'd try and sneak around then. Yeah. And I I don't... 1980s parents, it's hard to... And, and 90s. I mean, 90s, my perspective more so. Yeah. Um, Still very hard to persuade parents back then because like, I mean... You can't Google it. <laughs> you can't Google it. So, I mean, we had all those crazy things that we believed all the time, like the gangs were uprising all uh-huh. the time and in Utah, nonetheless. <clears throat> Mikey, like, killing himself by drinking soda with uh, yeah. <laughs> the Pop Rocks. Exactly. <laughs> like, all those things, Dungeons and Dragons and how it brings you to Satan worship and all that. And, uh-huh. and there's just so many random things the scares that they had back then that i like i recently watched something about um there was a belief that there was like a massive like cult mm-hmm. uprising in the 80s and 90s there was none there was like it was just somebody took one story out of control and it just snowballed every time it got told and mm. that's what happens when you don't have like the internet and then the media is not always Honest. Honest, like current. Mm-hmm. Or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, nope, I got to go behind their back. Okay. Yep. Or go over to my rich kids, uh, my rich friend's house. See, that would be my go-to. Yeah. If, my, if my parents told me no, I'd be like, all right, but I do have a friend. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of like trampolines. I used to just go over to a friend's house and uh, jump on them. Yeah, i just be like, well, I do not accept that answer. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back up, and I get lick off. Okay, you're at the zoo. Okay. And you drop some of your your lunch, and a monkey picks it up and puts it in his mouth. And then he spits it out. Do you lick it? No, no. <laughs> there's There's absolutely no dollar... Okay, a billion dollars. There, there's. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody get the movie? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna be your outbreak patient. No, this is Osmosis Jones. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Bill Murray, <laughs> the hard-boiled egg. The monkey puts it in his mouth, and he fights the monkey for it back, and then he then I, he eats it. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that's I, how he gets sick. I just remember just the joy of just imagining like that's. What goes on in my body all the time. Oh, I still do very much. <laughs> yeah. 
No, it'd be a billion dollars. That's <laughs> a billion dollars. Uh, you know, if if I'm gonna, because I need all the healthcare I can to possibly fight some sort of like new modified <laughs> like disease that just barely, you know, me doing that, it's just jumped to <laughs> you know from just monkey disease to now human disease. And we're now we're gonna call it the Brett disease. Exactly. I mean, what was it? Oh, I was listening to. <laughs> I was listening to something. It's so funny. Uh, it goes to you know the the Yankee player Lou Gehrig, and they're just like he's like you know who, do you know whose mother was the most incompassionate person in the entire world is Lou Gehrig's mom because because she <laughs> called him that he had to get that disease. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mean mom. <laughs> Such a mean mom. That's funny. Criddle, would you lick it? You can choose the food. Well, is this a lick off or it's a lick off? Okay, um, you win because <laughs> my price is a billion dollars. <laughs> two two billion dollars. You you go down for like a penny, and I was like, no, it's yours. <laughs> I mean, fifty bucks. No, no, no. Um, Nah, I'll do it for $999,999,999. Okay, it's yours. One dollar, Bob. Just kidding. <laughs> Closest to that going over. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> you <laughs> can choose the monkey, too. <laughs> oh, Probably some monkey that was experimented by Umbrella or something like that. Congratulations, you're now a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Curly, you're up next with how much? How much to live... In a biodome for two years without a phone or internet. Oh, I would love that. But there's TV? Question uh, mark? So, it, so just one second. Because I, I, I know there's a movie called Biodome. <laughs> I've never watched it, but I know it exists. So is this the, the premise of that movie? Yeah. The one with, uh, what's I, his name? And I don't think there's Polly TV. Polly Shore? Yeah, yeah Polly Shore. Shore. It's just him and his buddy, right? Yeah. There's no, I think it's just nature, or nature kind of thing. I don't think there's TVs or. Computers. There's like no books or anything. Because I, I mean, so. I could, I could, I could think, I think I'd survive if there was books, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd survive one week with books. And after that, I'd be like, how long has it been? Has it been a year yet? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not doing this. And, oh, never mind. You said how much. I was about to say, how am I not doing this unless I'm getting paid? That's the point of this. Jeez. Um, yeah, how much? Well. For two years, no internet. Oh, two no years. Oh, no, man. No internet, no TV, no phone. Hey, uh, for for one it, year, this seemed more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> but again, could there be books? So is there like comic books or something like that? Because I, I don't think... I don't think anybody in their right mind would do this for any amount of time if there was like the satisfaction of looking at a okay. flower. I will I will grant you a the use of a Kindle tablet. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I could do this because then I would have all of like, you know, uh, the Marvel Universe app, the DC Universe app. I would be checking that out. I would be looking at yeah okay this is doable i would do it for <laughs> now mm. you only get one tablet there's no replacements <laughs> batteries nope it's, oh, rechargeable. it's rechargeable it's rechargeable but and there's you, one outlet in the whole it, building <laughs> there's one outlet in the whole building and if you break it that's it mm. there's no kids in there 
No kids. No kids. Um, let's see. I figure I, I figure you'd have more options with a Kindle tablet than like a plethora of like books. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I would do it for five million a year, so ten million. Because I think that there would be some um agitation, possibly some um disgruntleness with your friend that is there, especially if there is the breakage of the tablet. Now, if the, if let's say there's two people living there, you uh-huh. get to decide, but only one tablet. Yeah, that's what I'm. That, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what I'm yeah. counting. That's what I was understanding from what you said. Yeah. So one tablet. Yeah, no. there could be some agitation, some whatever. Um, so yeah, five million dollars per year, so ten million dollars. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You get to pick who goes in there with you, I guess. Oh, I'm gonna take Jeremy. And we don't split the money, right? They get their own money. No, they get their own cash. Okay, cool. I choose you, Jeremy. Oh, thank you. I choose <laughs> you, Bobby. What's his name? What's his Billy? I choose you, Billy Brubaker. Oh yeah, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Um, I I want this to you know be a good. I look at this as more of a sacrifice away from my life than I do like two years in this biodome. Like that's not the sacrifice of being in there. It's being away from my family, friends, media, all that stuff. So I want to get paid handsomely because I'm handsome. I'm going to get, I want you to ask for, I'm trying not to be too greedy here, but I am greedy. And it's two years of my life that I'm never getting back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask for fifty million. Mm-hmm. Fifty million, and I will do this because then I'll be like, tell my family, I'm gonna be gone for two years. I'm coming back. We're set for life. Okay, good. <laughs> this is a sacrifice I'm doing for us. Okay, but then I'll be so sad. All the things I miss out with my kids. Yeah. Just be like, just record everything. Yeah, yeah. I'll just record everything. I'll watch it get, when I get back. I mean, they can come up to your, uh, your <laughs> dome and do do do. You can't hear them, but you can yeah. see them. <laughs> that would be so sad. <laughs> that would be so sad. You, you get some sort of rudimentary marker, and you're just like, "Oh, look, I'm I'm monitoring the growth of my child." <laughs> Or whatever, and then you come to find out that it's actually it's not even your family. <laughs> come on, kids, we're gonna go watch Dad in the Dome. <laughs> You're just sitting there, sitting on the on the ground. They're sitting on the ground. You just keep waving to each other. Somehow you develop a sign language that's not an actual sign language. <laughs> She's signing like. Oh, you have a Kindle. You might have a book on this. Be like, you learn sign language. I learn sign language. Or Morse code. Yeah. Say language is more beneficial. I don't know. I think Morse code would be just because like you'd it would because I'm not sure is the biodome transparent because I, I don't think it is. I think it's I thought it was. I thought it was a kind of opaque. I'm, maybe it's opaque, but like there's little sections. Of, okay. Like, like clear. So you can get a little sunshine in. Yeah. Th- then I guess if you know you could do that, then yeah, I think. Uh, sign language would probably be more beneficial. Okie day. All right. Finish us off with Brett with what if. All right. What if 
this is so funny that like we're doing like movie stuff. So what if you were on the space station of love and you had two droids by the name of Tom Servo and Crow as friends, but an evil mad scientist was trying to drive you insane by watching bad, bad movies. Could you be driven insane by forcing, by constantly being forced to watch bad movies? So exact same plot, like I take breaks, but then I go back into uh-huh. it. Yeah, I, but I think I could have been driven insane even with good movies, just back to back, to back to back to back to back. I feel like with my kind of attitude, though, like I could get a lot out of bad movies. Like I oh, like yeah. poking fun at bad movies. I think I could definitely last long, but mm-hmm. it insanity would come. I mean, Tom Servo, like, come on, Crow. No, no, I love, I love them, but. That's what I, if I'm doing like the same thing every day, all day for years or days, uh-huh. months, whatever, I would eventually go insane. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of time. Yep. But I think I could last probably, I think I could last like two months before it starts wearing on me. Oh, see, wow. I was thinking six to eight weeks. So, yeah. yeah. See, see, I think I could do it longer than, po- I mean, I think actually the biodome would drive me more insane <laughs> than this. <laughs> I think this would drive me. <laughs> I think because I would be creative. Like this, you're being forced to to watch a movie. Uh-huh. The biodome. Like if I went with one of you, I would like I don't know find some rudimentary ball and uh-huh. we'd play something. Let's go play catch or with the rock. We could we could play chess. You know, just with rocks that we just determine or whatever you know there's more mm-hmm. creativity involved that could keep us sane opposed to being forced to sit and watch a movie day after day after day and like i don't know how many movies he watches in a day yeah that's a good question because we only see about a two three hour chunk of his life yep <clears throat> all right all right we have the return of channel surfing we are gonna surf the channel like we did in the 90s Clicking that remote, next channel, next channel. Sometimes it's hard to decide which channel to stay on. And that's what we're going to simulate is which channel to stay on. Or should you move on to a bigger and better channel that's potentially there or not? So we are, I'm going to roll a D12 essentially. And the minimum is always going to be four channels. The last channel, once we run out, and you guys will not know which channel, which one's the last channel, will always be. The weather channel, the most boring channel, and is always at the end for some reason of every cable subscription. Or I think it was always cable because it could, mm-hmm. wasn't regular like air broadcast. But yeah, and then always I, I did appreciate when I did have the TV guide though. Yeah. All righty, so here we go. Now right, I'm just getting my numbers here at first. Okay, turn on the TV. It's the movie Misery, 1990. Pass. It's been a while since I watched it, but I I remember hearing so many great things about it, and I don't think it's as great as um, it is believed to be. In fact, what was it? Um, Speaking of something that I was hearing about a either prequel or sequel to or a remake to, is Stephen King's Running Man. I think that is probably one of the best Stephen King's movies ever. I'm going to pass on this one, Bob. 
I've never seen this movie. I'm, I'd be interested to watch it because, I mean, I know the premise. It's very commonly spoofed yeah. or commented on. Um, so next one is Primal Fear, 1996. Um, would you read the synopsis? Because I think I know what this is about. I think this is uh, Harris. It's, if it's not Harris. Oh, it's Richard Gere. That is correct. And uh, what's his face? Who is the Hulk? An arrogant high-power attorney takes on a case of a poor altar boy found running away from the scene of a grisly murder of the bishop who has taken him in. The case gets a lot more complex when the accused reveals there may or may not have been a third person in the room. Richard Gere, Eric Bana? No, no, not that Hulk. The the pre-Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Is it? Let's Uh, see. The names on here are John Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Alfred Woodard, Francis McDormand, Edward Norton. There we are. Oh, Edward okay. Norton. Yeah. Um, I watched this once when I was working at uh, the video department. You know what? I'll watch it. I'm going to go on to the next. All right. So, Brett, you get a rating of 7.6 that we're just saying for fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next channel that Criddle moves on to is The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Oh. Uh, Never heard of this movie at all. I'm and it s- has people I recognize their names. I'm going to pass on this one. Okay. The next movie is called Gone. Gone? What year was it? 2012. This, oh. Is this the Ben Affleck movie? No, it's no. Gone Girl. Um, no, that this movie is... I want to say this is like a sports race car-ish movie or a running from the law type of movie. I can't remember. I I know I've seen it. Jill Conaway is trying to rebuild her life after surviving a terrifying kidnapping attempt. Never mind. I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it sounds like the the plot to most lifetime movies. (laughs) (laughs) Though she is having difficult times, she takes small steps steps towards normalcy by starting a new job and inviting her sister, Molly, to move in with her. Returning home from work one morning, Jill discovers that Molly has vanished, and she's certain that the same man who previously abducted her returned for revenge. <laughs> Pass. You get to watch the Weather Channel. Yes. So here's an interesting question. What would be worse, watching the Weather Channel or Lifetime? <laughs> I mean... The- I think the Weather Channel. <laughs> well... If it's Modern Weather Channel, I guess it's questionable now. Yeah, if it's Modern Weather Channel, it could be, you know, almost sixes. But, like, as you said, gone, and I'm like, that is the synopsis. Like, my favorite thing is to come, like, oh, you know, go into my mom's room. I'm like, hey, what you watching? She's like, oh, this is this great movie about this lady who was abused by her husband or boyfriend or whatever. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. Now she's getting revenge. And I'm like, are you watching Lifetime? And my mom, every single time whenever I say that, my mom's like, how do you know? (laughs) It's the plot plot to every Lifetime movie. (laughs) Just a guess. (laughs) It just sounds Lifetime-ish. That or sometimes I'll say that and my mom will be like, oh, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Let me stop you there. If it's on Lifetime, no. <laughs> the only great thing that Lifetime ever brought me was watching How I Met Your Mother. Yep, that's true. All right, round two. All right, you turn on the TV. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Watching. Watch That's it. my favorite one. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that was 
And there was 10 options on this one. <laughs> and you just spend it on the first one. Yes. Like that is my favorite of all of them. The new ones. I'm not watching the... I do not like the looks of the animation for the new one. It just looks... The one... there's. I was watching it last night. There's one that um, Seth Green does a voice for. I forget which Ninja Turtle he does. But mm-hmm. I really like that one. It, but it's very dark. I'm always very surprised that... Um, <clears throat> That, you know, this is for kids. I'm like, what age group is this for? But hmm. anyway, um, the other ones you get, you passed up on where I've never heard of Konosuba. Nope. It's an anime. Okay. Rush Hour 3. Good. Uh, Quiet yeah. Place. Yeah, I'm still ahead. This looks like a foreign film that's translated into The Class. Okay. The Good Liar. Okay, still winning. Hellraiser. Diary of a Wimpy Kid 2021. Still winning. The Huntsman's Winter's War. The Huntsman Winter's War. Yep. Still winning. Never even knew that was out. That was 2016. Jeez. The Man in the Iron Mask. Ooh. I like The Man in the Iron Mask. Those would be the two. So the, Qu- out of all of them. Quiet Place and Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. Oh, I could. I think to me personally, and I, you know, to each their own, but I think. Quiet Place is a one-time watch only. It is one of those because you know and the intensity and all that. But when you compare it to the other picks, yes, like that would be third place of. Oh yeah, that would be third place. But I'm I'm trying to figure out which one would be better, Man in the Iron Mask or Secret of the Ooze? Because for me personally, the Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah, I mean, if I were to watch Secret of the Ooze, it would just to be because it's been twenty-ish plus years since I've seen it. I'd, I'd still go with Secret of the Use. Yeah. And that's a 6.1. What's Man in the Iron Mask? The Man in the Iron Mask is 6.6. Hmm. Okay. Super close. Yeah. Probably like some of those like foreign films were like 8.2 or something like that. Let's see. So. The anime was 8.2. <laughs> the, the, the class is a, a flat 7. The Huntsman Winter's War was a six point three. Hmm. I just I hated the first. Oh yeah. One I mean, so I mean, much. sorry. When you say what's her face from Twilight is more beautiful than Charlie's Throne, yeah, like, you've already lost me. Yep. It's true. All right, last round. So you turn on the TV. Movie turns on. It's called Ed Wood, nineteen ninety four. Oh, that is that's a fun movie. I have never heard of that. I'm looking at those pictures. I'm looking at the names of the cast. I want to just say the names of the cast. Isn't Edward a Tim Burton film? No, no, it's not. Oh wait, no wait. Ed, Ed, sorry. I was thinking Ed TV. No, sorry. Ed this is Edward. Yes, this is a Tim Burton film with Johnny Depp. This is yeah. the actual like kind of like biopic, biopic of yep. the person who gave us one of the worst movies of all time that everybody loves, which is Plan Nine from Outer Space. Hmm. Yeah, it has Johnny Depp, Sarah Jessica Parker, Patricia Arquette, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, mm. and I can't see the rest of the names for some reason. The only funny thing about it is the like just how odd Ed Wood was. Like he, my favorite part about the whole movie is they're shooting a scene. It is the clunkiest scene ever, and he's just like, "Great, next scene." And they're like, "You only want?" He's like. Let's move to the next scene. They're like, you only wanted us to do it once. He's like, yeah, now we're going to go to the the uh, 
um, airplane, um, uh, not in cockpit or where they're, they're like, where's the engine cockpit? And he goes right there. And there's two just foldable chairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next channel. I, you guys are both moving on, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess. Raising Helen, 2004. Um, next. Sounds like a coming of age movie. No, it's um, Kate Hudson and John Corbett, or Corbett and John nah. Joan Cusack. Pass. No, no. Cusack? Pa- Never mind. No. Hayden Panettiere. Um, Helen Mirren. All right, next one. Paris, Texas, 1984. No. No. Next one is called Red Joan, 2018. No. Pass. Next one, Rambo 3. 1988. Oh, we're getting close to the very end, I think. <laughs> um, I guess I'll watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think Oh, no. I I remember watching Rainbow 3. Next. So clearly you're staying. I will stay. All right, you got 6.1. Next one, Mary Poppins, 1964. I'm I'll watch Mary Poppins. All right, it's a 7.6. You win. All right. The next one would have been Bloodshot 2020 with Vin Diesel. Ooh. Next one was Ugly Truth, Catherine Heigl and oh, Jared Butler. Oh, that's a good one. And then the last one was 7500, which I've been meaning to watch with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. So, you all win because I don't yes. really care. <laughs> it's, it's whatever you feel you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, you know, the only part that I really like about Rambo 3 is how Hot Shots Part do spoofs the very beginning with the gummy bears. Oh, yeah. That That is how <laughs> Rambo 3 starts. That's funny. I think sometimes it's fun to do your homework on spoofs and see where movies come from. Like when we watched uh, Zero Hour for Airplane. Oh, that was so fantastic. It was like, this is the same movie. Exactly. This is the same movie, except... Airplane made it funny <laughs> and enjoyable. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's okay. it. All right. All right. Now it's time for our recast. We are going to be recasting one of the greatest movies for Christmas. Greatest Christmas movies? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Die Hard. And so we're going to be recasting John McClane, Hans Gruber, Holly Gennaro, a.k.a. Holly McLean. Uh, Sergeant Al Powell, which I never realized his name was Al Powell. Yeah. What were his parents thinking? Except I'm pretty sure maybe it was Alfred? I mean, they're probably like, at least we didn't name him Lou Gehrig. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just cursing him. That's just cursing him. Um, Ellis, which that one, I, I just wanted to add him on there. Ellis is the guy, if you're not remembering, that almost ruins the whole... Like, what's the best way? He's a coworker of Holly mm-hmm. who knows that Bruce Willis is out there, a.k.a. John McClane. And, yeah. And then there's Argyle, which I just thought was great because he's the limo driver and he's not in it, but he's... He's in it. He's in it, and he's it's just fun. Okay? I yeah. wanted to. Okay. All right. So I get to go first, and this is hard for me because I'm pretty sure a lot of my cast... You probably have thought of, but I'm going, but you're not going to pick it. So I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. The person I want to pick first is a Hans Gruber. Oh, Ooh. oh no. 
But I have like a list of, let's see, one, two, three, four. Okay, so not that many. Four people that are Hans Gruber's, and they're all, in my opinion, pretty great. Oh, now I'm worried because I'm worried. I only I only have one Hans Gruber, and if you pick him, I will be destroyed. <laughs> I'm worried about this too. All right, I am going to pick. Oh, I got to go with my gut, Christopher Waltz. Oh, Christopher okay. Walken. Waltz. You who's, can have him. Who's that? That is. Um, he plays in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, he has like an kind of a unique accent. If you okay, here I'll show you a picture of him. He is. Oh yeah, he's on um, a lot of shows. Uh, the one that comes to mind is the more the newer 2012ish uh, Three Musketeers. Okay, here he plays the Cardinal. <sighs> okay. I knew nobody was going to get okay, that. I wasn't good. really concerned. I'm not concerned if you guys still in any of mine. All right. There's only one I'm actually concerned, but it's that I'm going to get stolen from, but it's going to be, I'm going to cast it a specific way, and it would be something that none of you would do. Oh, I don't know about it. Okay, uh, Cradle. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with my Hans Gruber. Okay. And I'm going with Peter Dinklage. Ooh. Oh, I thought of that. I really did think of that. <laughs> I was like, ooh, he would be unexpected. But that's a good one. I, I like think him. I like Peter Peter Dinklage. I think that would be a a, a great pick for yeah. Hans Gruber. No, I totally agree. All right. Okay, good. So I have the <laughs> wheel. So I'm going to, first off, I'm going to go with my Sergeant Powell because Ooh, this okay. is specific and this guy could be picked but again, I have this guy set for this role specifically with I, specifications. I'm interested because I, my Sergeant Powell is like, meh. Yeah. So my Sergeant Powell is Ryan Reynolds in okay. the fat suit from... Just Friends? Just, Just Friends. friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna put fat Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> that's funny. That's a great Christmas movie too. Also, just friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so now I'm gonna go with my John McClane. Okay, and it was one of those ones where I kept on going back and forth between a couple people. I'm gonna go with James McAvoy. Last night. I was, well, I mean, after I had sent this out, uh -huh. I asked my wife, I said, I was like, for the person that I was leaning towards, I was like, should I give it up for James McAvoy? And she goes, no. And I'm like, I'm like, is she right? And I kept on doubting her. And I was like, should I? And ultimately, I was like, okay, I won't do James McAvoy. But I, I love, <laughs> I have a, such a big love for James McAvoy. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but I have one. That's okay. <laughs> It's okay to love another man. Just mm -hmm. All right, Cradle, you're back on the clock. All right. Well, uh, so I picked my Hans. Um, I'm going to go with my, just for 
I'm going to go with my John McClane. Okay. And I'm going to pick Zach Efron. Ooh. That was a good one. I like it. I mean, I thought about him. He was on the list for right. sure. I'm surprised you didn't go for Zach Efron. No, as a, as a Zach Efron fan, it just doesn't seem... <laughs> it doesn't seem him. It Because it, believe me, I thought... That's, that's the reason why I went with Ryan Reynolds first, because, in fact, I, I was pretty certain you either one of you were going to take him as your first round for either you know having him be, be John McClane kind of a more serious role i could see you you know uh race swapping him being argyle mm-hmm. i could see that as a possibility so that's why i went with him and i thought about Zac Efron and being a Zac Efron fan i mean granted we're just like only meeting away from being best friends but um yeah i I'd like to see how this plays out in real life. <laughs> maybe, maybe with the rest of my cast, you'll it'll be a bigger picture. Like we'll see. You're not gonna have like a High School the Musical cast, are you? Cause, no, oh, right. I've never seen I've never seen High School Musical. Neither have I. I've been, I haven't either. <laughs> I, I, I never I, plan I, on it really. Whenever somebody says that, you know that that's like East High, I'm just like, yeah, I still don't care. Yeah. Okay, so and I got the wheel, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my John McClane, and so. I had a little spiel that I'm going to say about my John McClane and stuff. So I was thinking hard because I guess I know too much about Die Hard. Uh-huh. So, and if you wa- if you haven't watched the Netflix, like, what is it? How it was made. How it was made, like, for Christmas special. Uh-huh. And they had Die Hard. Like, you learn a lot of this there. So Bruce Willis was definitely not the first, second, third, fourth, or, like, fifth choice. They went through all the typical, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's and... Uh, Sylvester Stallone, and I'm trying to think of all the other action people that they went through trying to get somebody a little bit more action-esque. And Bruce Willis was coming from a TV show called Moonlighting. Mm -hmm. So not only was he making the huge leap from TV to movies, which that's where I went down. I was like, oh, maybe I should do the same. And it was funny because I was using ChatGPT to help me with some of these two. Mm -hmm. And ChatGPT gave me... All the ones that I heard, he was like, yeah, that's super stereotypical, like Chris Pratt, because mm-hmm. he made the jump too, and he was a nobody kind of there in movies. And then it went John Krasinski. I'm like, man, you were just following in suit. <laughs> um, and I already, already thought of those and dismissed them because they already made the jump from nobody to action movie uh-huh. hero people. And so I was like, no, it needs to be somebody who has not quite fully done that yet. Um, so I ended it, but... I couldn't find anybody that's TV-ish, so this is still a movie actor. Josh Hutcherson, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. PETA. A- a.k.a. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So I just liked it because he just felt like kind of like Bruce Willis back in Die Hard wasn't like strong buff or mm-hmm. anything. And so I wanted somebody like him, essentially, like Bruce Willis back in the 80s before he got buff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my John McClane. And then I'm just going to do my, my Holly Gennaro mm-hmm. and Holly is going to be played by, uh, her name's Florence Pugh, AKA Yelena, the sister on Black Widow. It was funny that we mentioned mm. Black Widow, but yes, I really liked her as I was trying to find somebody that was like a strong woman, like the girl who plays, um, Holly Gennaro. And yet, 
compliments Josh Hutcherson. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I ended up with Florence Pugh. Pew pew. <clears throat> and Krill, you're back on the clock. Okay, I'm not super worried about my last few people being picked, so I'm just going to go straight down. I watch, he nabs two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried either, but I, like, I, like you said, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to just go with my, let's see, I've, I've done my John McClane. I've done my Hans. I'll do Holly. Okay. And we're going with Karen Gillan. Ooh, that's a good you one. You got mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good one. <laughs> Zach Efron across from Karen Gillan. I like it. <laughs> that is a good one. I don't think I even considered her. She's the only one I considered. <laughs> <laughs> well, now Brett does not have a Holly. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to move Holly to my last one as I reel from this. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with my Hans Gruber. Okay. And... I'm going to go with Liam Neeson. Ooh. Ooh. He's a bad guy now. Yeah. Has he ever played a bad guy before? Possibly, but uh, I mean, he's played, not often. He, he played a bad guy in Batman Begins. and mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Wow, space that. No, I like it. And he can keep his, uh, what, Irish yeah. accent? Mm-hmm. All right. And now, since I'm reeling from Holly Gennaro, um, I have... Two Argyles, which I don't care if either one of those gets stolen. So I'm going to go with my Ellis because I don't mind if this person, I think this guy is a slime ball in real life. I think <laughs> Ellis is a slime ball, and I think that it would just match perfectly, and that is Seth Rogen. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Yours has turned into a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pretty much started out with that Ryan Reynolds there. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like with Ryan Reynolds and Seth Rogen, I'm now curious on who you're going to have. See, so you have your Hans Grover, mm-hmm. you have Sergeant Powell, Ryan Reynolds, James McAvoy. And so I'm curious of who you're going to do for, I guess, no, you have all your main cast. I guess mm-hmm. it's Holly now. It just comes down to Holly who we're taking from I you. I know. Now I'm going to have to rethink my Holly. All right. <laughs> who do you want for your... Oh, you already did yeah. your two, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So, Criddle, back to you. Okay. I have, I'm just going down the line. So, we'll go with Sergeant Al Powell, and I'm going with Damon Waynes Jr. Okay. I like it. He's played a cop before, and yeah, he's comical. I like it. That's kind of actually the route I went with mine. Um, it's very somebody adjacent to that, and so I'll just put it out there now is uh, I don't think most people know his names. It's Lamorne Morris, and he plays, if you've ever seen New Girl, he plays Winston Bishop. Bishop, Winston Bishop, yeah, is that right? Winnie the Bish? Yeah, Winnie the Bish. Hmm. I was, have you guys, you haven't seen New Girl, have you? No. I know you haven't. I have a, I keep seeing it pop up on my streaming, so, I mean, maybe someday. I think you should give it a, give it a go. It's funny. And it has so the first season has has Damon Wayans Jr. in it, and then like the first episode does actually, and then it's funny because I watched both the shows that he was in at that time. He was in Happy Endings and in um and New Girl, and then his show with New, Happy Endings got renewed, and so then he left, 
and went right back to that. And so you don't see him again until happy endings gets canceled. And then he comes back. So it's just funny to see the dynamic behind the scenes. All right. So I did my Sergeant Powell and I'm going to do my Ellis. My Ellis is Cillian Murphy, which I never knew his name. But Cillian Murphy is the guy who plays the Scarecrow on. Oh, I was going to say, I know. Yeah, an Oppenheimer. Yep. I was going to say that name is very familiar. I don't think I ever heard his name. I mean, I've seen tons of his stuff. I thought his name was Killian Murphy. Oh, maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a C. Know. It starts with a C. I don't know. I, I it probably know. is Killian Murphy. And people are shouting at me right now over their waves saying, it's Killian. I don't know. C I L L I A N. Yeah. Killian, Cillian. Mr. Murphy. Mr. <laughs> Murphy, choice. if you will. That was a hard one for me to find somebody that was could play annoying and yeah, get killed. Wait, which one was Murphy for you? Uh, Ellis. Ellis, okay. All right, Criddle. All right. Well, my Ellis, I'm going with Tom Ellis. Ooh. Remind me who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I thought oh, I knew who it was for a second. He, is he from um the is that the Dracula? Not that Dracula. Who? Uh, I don't know. I he's from a show called Lucifer. Yes, that's the one. Oh, yes. I did see. Yes, I considered him for. I don't remember what role it was. But he's like. I mean, he always wears a suit in Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a perfect role for him. Yeah. I maybe it was this that I considered him. Nope, I appreciate it. Yeah, Lucifer. And the name the even if he's typecast as Lucifer, it kind of fits because yeah. this guy's like kind of. Sleaze. Devilish. Yeah. Sleaze ball. All right, Brett, you're back up. All right. So I'm going to go with my Argyle, and then I'm going to get my Holly out of the way because, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I just Googled actresses <laughs> similar to Karen <laughs> <Gillen>. <laughs> Which, I mean. I've done that same thing with ChatGPT. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Donald Glover. As my Argyle. That's he a good was pick. On my, he was my number one, but I was... I, he's now my number two. So I'm so glad <laughs> I had somebody else. Donald Glover's a good pick for, yeah. Ar- yeah. for Argyle. It really is. And then I'm going to go for my Holly Gennaro, Amy, Amy Adams. Okay. Okay. I, yep, I think that's a great one. Amy Adams and Ryan... Oh, never mind. James McAvoy. Hmm. I like it. I want to see your movie probably more than anybody else's, Brett, just because of how weird. Well, I mean, and the reason why I chose Seth Rogen is <laughs> is I've been like in one of the more, more recent movies that he's been in, he actually plays like an evil creep. What movie is that? I don't know. But I, 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 I was, I, I listened to this, uh, I watched this YouTube channel called Film Threat and they they are movie critics that basically watch every single thing. And um, they were talking about the ca- the casting, and initially, when this one serious movie was announced, they heard that Seth Rogen was in it, and they said that um, it that's miscasting. And then they watched the movie, and they said that actually he can do a pretty good job of being a serious creep. And so I want to, and I think you know, I think if he can do that, I hadn't seen the movie. But if he can do that, and he's also, I think it's easier for him also to play a slime ball. So I think that that makes Ellis perfect. I mean, the only thing that 
I, I, I had the hardest time picking Sergeant Powell. And so I was just like, you know, I think, because, um, you know, Ryan Reynolds can be serious. I think it would be hard, but I'm, I'm hoping that he can channel his inner Tom Cruise in um, Tropic Thunder and mm-hmm. kind of like make people forget that it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious what movie now. I'm looking through a list of his uh his his movies. Yeah. And I can't see one that looks super serious. Yeah. Well, that that's that's why I went with him because I think he's a creep and I think that he um from what I heard from at least this YouTube channel that I watched that I feel as though is very um very genuine. All I know is that yeah, I, I think I mentioned last week the movie Long Shot, and he does a really good job in that movie. And I was kind of surprised because he was more serious than he was comedic, which was actually was nice. All right, so Brett, you have everybody now, mm-hmm. and Criddle, you are missing who? Argyle. Argyle. Okay. Uh, I have two picks for Argyle. I'm trying to figure out which one I want. Uh, I mean, is Argyle... I, I haven't seen Die Hard in a while. Is Argyle more comedic or... Yeah, he's more comedic and just a kid that just... He's a young kid, doesn't really care about... being. I mean, he was a taxi cab driver prior to being a limo driver, and he just is a talker, and he doesn't care about the rules about okay. being a limo driver. Okay, then um, I'm going with my second pick for Argyle, and then I'll leave my first pick as an honorable mention. So we're going with Anthony Mackie. I know that name. Who is that? That is uh, Falcon. Oh, okay. Yeah. With I wouldn't have agreed with you until Twisted Metal. Yeah. yeah. Because of Twisted Metal. Because of Twisted Metal. I would say yes, he can. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I put him on my list. Is no, that's a great pick. Is because of Twisted Metal, which that, I'm halfway through. That's a great pick. I got I got uh, our previous uh, host on watching that um, Taylor, and he binged it in a couple of days. He's like, it left me on a cliffhanger. I'm like, yep, but it's mm-hmm. a great one. It is. And at least you know what you're going to get next season. I kind of like I like that when you know what you're going to get the next season. Well, and I hope it's more like episode, the first part of episode eight, like just the wildness mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Yep, I agree. All right, that's funny that we're all. Well, I guess never mind. You ended on Argyle, then Holly on your mm-hmm. on the wheel pick there, Brett, and then Critter went Argyle because now I have Argyle left. Um, my Argyle, I don't know, Brett, if you know him as well, Critter might. And I definitely didn't won't recognize him by his name. I just know him by his what he pl- has played in. But his his name is Atkarsh Ambutkar. Somebody. Oh, I think I know. He's he's a comedian. He's in. I think he's in. Is uh, he Parks and Rec? But he's in the show Ghost that I like. Oh, okay. He's the main male actor in that movie and that show. And I just think he'd be the greatest because. He is a talker. He is funny. And he's kind of got the same vibe as Argyle. Okay. So I'm just going to do a quick um, whole cast regroup. Uh, I mean, not regroup, recount of what everybody has. So I'm going to. So I have Josh Hutcherson, aka PETA, across from 
Florence Pugh from Black Widow, the sister. I'm trying to imagine this in my head. Okay. Then Hans Gruber's Christopher Waltz, which I think is my favorite pick on my whole thing. <laughs> Sergeant Powell is uh, Winnie the Bish, a.k.a. Lamore Morrison or Morse. Ellis is Killian Murphy. And then Argyle is Atkarsh Ambukar. And then Criddle, you have John McClane as Zac Efron. And Holly is Karen Gillian. <laughs> and Hans Gruber is Peter Dinklage. I kind of want to see this movie too now. And Sergeant Powell is Damon Wins Jr. Ellis is Tom Ellis, a.k.a. Lucifer. And Argyle is Anthony, what's his name again? Mackie. Anthony? Mackie. Or am I, oh, Mackie from Twisted Metal Falcon. Okay. Brett, you have John McClane as James McAvoy. Holly is Amy Adams. And then Sergeant Powell as Fat Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and, oh, I skipped Hans. Hans is Liam Neeson. Ellis is Seth Rogen. And Argyle is Donald Glover. I like each one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I want all these to be a movie. <laughs> Everybody, okay, three directors, okay, we're going to make the same movie at the same time, go. <laughs> well, let's see, <clears throat> if I had a director, I'd do Michael Bay, so that there'd be so much, ex- Ooh, yeah. so many explosions. Should we ever do that in the future when we recast? Oh, I mean, that would be hard. Hire a director? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because directors are kind of hard, I mean, not as snobby in the movies to know all the directors, like I used to know a decent amount of them. Yeah, now I don't know any of them. Christopher Nolan was no. I will not have Christopher Nolan do mine. I mean, because I mean, Christopher Nolan for Brett's is not a good choice because he got fat Ryan Reynolds and he got Christopher Seth Nolan. Rogen. Christopher Nolan would start off with Hans Gruber slowly plummeting, and then it would cut to like you know hours before, and then there's something would happen, and then you would cut to you know a helicopter in slow motion <laughs> with more. Hans Gruber plummeting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who I'd want to direct this. Tim Burton. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because then they get all those weird colors and Jerry Brockheimer. Jerry Brockheimer wouldn't be bad. No. Richard he, he, Richard Donner. Richard Donner. What did he do? He, uh, Maverick, and also the first two uh, Superman movies. I think. Is he, still he also doing did. Movies? Uh, he's dead. Um, <laughs> okay but like you know he did lethal weapon you were gonna say le- uh-huh. i was about to say weapon. i'm like whoever did those movies yeah i'll do that um maybe yours louis leterrier i don't know who that is he pl- he does he directs uh like the incredible hulk um the latest fast and the furious movie okay uh, now you see me okay oh now you see me that's a good movie um what about <laughs> oh taika <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taika take it to the wrong direction. Yeah, of, and he's also done the transporter. So I mean, oh, transporters. Yeah, that's yeah. right in line. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what I kind of would. I'd be curious to see. Maybe with Criddles or mine, not yours, Brett. I was thinking like maybe John Woo. Yeah, John Woo's a good one. Guy Ritchie, though, not Guy Ritchie. What's his name? Um 
Is it Guy Ritchie? Your yours maybe Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie would be a good one. Guy yeah. Ritchie, I think you Guy Ritchie because he's on. He did the uh, Glory Faster, didn't he? Yeah, was that him? I don't know. Oh. He, he did Aladdin. He did uh, the. He did the, Aladdin. The live action. He live did action one. really. Um, I had no idea. He did uh, the the Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I love the Sherlock Holmes, and um, he did Snatch, right? Yeah. I he like also Snatch. did the the Man from Uncle. Yeah. Which I, I had so much more hopes for. The gentleman. I mean, that's a possibility. Let's yeah. See. Yeah, I forget. I did not know he did Aladdin. Wow. That was, I felt like, decently done. I mean, yeah. I'm going with Guy Ritchie. You could do. You could do J.J. Abrams. W- what about uh, Chad Stadisky? Who, or I said it wrong, but the guy who did John Wick's. Yeah, that also would be good. I thought about Keanu Reeves for my uh, John McClane, but that was too on the nose. Yeah. I mean, I don't want it to be a John Wick movie. No. I considered Keanu Reeves. Well, I have honorable mentions. Okay, yeah, let's get into the honorable mentions. Um, I'll go first, I guess. So my backups for John McClane um, was Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Uh, Taron Edgerton. Ooh. I thought about him. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And Tom, I had Joseph Gordon-Levitt as one of my honorable mentions. And Tom Hiddleston. I thought about Tom Hiddleston too, but I just couldn't. Um, and then I for my Hans Gruber backups, I had Joe Pesci. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> just, just, just hear me out. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then my backup Holly was Rosario Dawson. That's I know a good that one. name. Who is it? Um. What movie is she? I just need to know which one she is because I, mean, I have a couple girls in my head. She plays Ahsoka in Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my backup for um, Sergeant Al Powell, Nathan Fillion. Okay. Okay. Topher Grace and Chris Tucker. <laughs> Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that might go with Brad's. <laughs> and then. Except he has Raph at Ryan Reynolds, so never mind. Because once you get switch him out for that, then never mind. Uh, um, Chris Tucker wouldn't have been a terrible limo driver. No. Argyle. Uh, Argyle. Uh, let's see. Let's see. For my Ellis, I backups, I had Wes Bentley. Who's that? He plays like the, the almost like the director of like the Hunger Games. Oh. Like the black hair, like the, the yeah. fancy beard. I has he been in anything else? Because I, I he was in um that's the only I think thing Interstellar. I Who is he in Interstellar? Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> Guy. Uh I think he plays one of one of the scientists or oh, something okay. in there. Um but anyways, he was one of my he was one of my picks. And then I also had Woody Harrelson as an Ellis as well. Oh, oh. that's a good Ellis right there. I'm trying to Yeah. I mean him, he's because Ellis is doing like cocaine, mm-hmm. and we've seen him in Hunger Games, drunk-ish and kind of annoying-ish. So yeah, yeah, I think it fits. And then my my backup for Argyle was Moss Def. Oh yeah, I forgot about Moss Def. Is he still acting? Uh, I don't know. I don't it's, know many outside of like two movies. Yeah, Italian Job and uh, Be Kind Rewind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my. Honorable mentions um, for my Holly Gennaro was, you know, uh, Karen Gill, and I didn't choose her. <laughs> I chose Amy Adams. <laughs> 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 um, 
And then I here's my dilemma, and this is kind of why I went with Ryan. I, I did Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit, not for the comedic things, but because I think that there could be a pull on the heartstrings, and I kind of also wanted a buddy cop situation where it wasn't too serious because my other one that I was going to go for, but I could also see as kind of a Hans Gruber would be Idris Elba. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have him as my backup. Mm-hmm. I could also see as Hans Gruber, Jeffrey Dean Morgan also. Who's that again? He uh, plays in Rampage and in The Walking Dead. The Walking he, Dead, he's he, Negan. He's Dean's... Oh, he's, oh, he's Dean's dad, uh-huh. and, and he's Negan. Okay. Uh-huh. As who? As Hans Gruber. That, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he could pull that off. I would just be seeing Negan the whole time is the problem. Yeah. And then for our, my other Argyle, I was thinking... Um, I mean, it's... The reason why I didn't go with... This would be my number one choice over Donald Glover, but this actor, I can't find... I didn't look up his name. But uh, this actor has just like you know gotten jacked in like the past like ten oh, yeah. twelve years, and this kind of changes the whole argyleness. And that is the actor that plays Fez from that '70s show. Oh yeah, that's true. But otherwise, yeah, I agree. Um, so starting with my honorable mentions, John McClane. I said all mine. Kiana, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Josh Hutcherson was my pick. Hans Gruber. I had Idris Elba as my backup. Christopher Waltz is who I picked. Uh, one that I was really te- te- teetering on was Sterling K. Brown, which is um, if you ever watched Black Panther. Yeah, he's on Black Panther. I don't know who he is on there though. He plays. Uh, isn't it jo- Michael Michael B. Jordan's dad? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, Brett, if you. Supernatural. He's the guy that hunts Sam. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember him. He's a because he knows that Sam has like demon blood in him. Oh, so okay. he's trying to kill him. He's uh-huh. also off this the show. What's that one show that was on ABC or something like that? Was like a I can't remember. He plays the brother of Mandy Moore, or he was the son of Mandy Moore and all that. So hmm. anyway, and then H- Javier Bardem also was a possible. Um, the bad guy from Skyfall is a Hans Gruber. Oh, that's a good bad guy for uh, Hans Gruber. Yeah. Ooh. Man. And then Holly Gennaro, I had Brie Larson, Emily Blunt, Abigail Spencer as potentials. Sergeant Powell, I almost went in a different direction and did Octavia Spencer. Oh. You know who I was also thinking about is, uh, what's his face? Uh, Mandalorian guy. But then I, I was fearful that he's like, Almost in everything he's now. Yes, I literally did not choose him for that exact reason. For Pedro, Pedro Pascal, yeah, yeah, Pedro Pascal for Pal because of that same reason because he's in everything. Yeah, because you know he's now the the new Colin Farrell. Yes. or uh, what's his face from you know who now is in Napoleon, who is the Joker, or whatever. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I just thought of a new another Al Powell. Who? And, um, Ethan Suppley. Who's that? He plays the the big the big guy from Remember the Titans. Oh, oh, the big white guy. Big white guy. Okay, yeah. I think he'd be a good Al Pal too. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'd be, I don't think I've seen, seen him super serious though. As that's my, I'm I just mean, wondering him in an action there's, movie. There's that, and then he's also in Evolution. Yeah, Evolution is where I still remember him being <laughs> super comical. Um, 
Let's see. I don't have any backups for Ellis. I was just hoping that none of you would get Killian Murphy. Argyle, um, I had Donald Glover as my backup, but you got him. And mm-hmm. then I I did the guy who plays the voice for Miles Morales is on the Spider-Man into, into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my third honorable mention there. So I think we all have decent casts. I agree. We all went slightly different directions, but that's what directors do. We're directors. Mm-hmm. Now we're producers. Oh, yeah. We're producers. <laughs> now go go and make it. Yeah. We hire a director and then... And we have a cast. vision and... Yeah. And then the director makes it work. Yep. All right. Now it's time for our recommendations. So my recommendation it is I do... I think I've done this every year about this time. Um, upload season three. I we finished that. Oh, was that good? It was good. It it was good. It it doesn't leave you. It I mean it leaves you on a um, a cliffhanger like they always do. But no, I think it's it's still great. It's it's not as funny as season one. Season one is the funny. Uh-huh. Season two is more drama. Season three is more drama. So I mean, it, there is still plenty of comedy, but. Th- it's still enjoyable as a drama and um how, yeah. how was his friend cuz like that that was my f- his I, friend is still very much in it and, okay and still and now his friend is more or less like getting it gets into trouble and they had to bail him out kind of stuff so ah. um the the funnier thing is that they slowly have ramped up the guy who plays the the AI the robot uh-huh. redhead dude he is more and more comedic every every season. Mm. And so the third season, he's even more. Um, but also, it's like them trying to uh, navigate and, yeah, the, the situation they're in. That's mainly the story instead of... Because, you know, I feel like just like in movies, before you get to sequels and all that stuff, uh-huh. the first season or the first movie is that's where you get to have fun and explore this world. And then after that, it's like, we got to stay rigid with the story. And so are they pursuing more of the murder mystery type? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That and the company side of like why he was murdered as Mm -hmm. well. So that's what it is. But I, I highly recommend it. I love the show and I think it's a great show all around from season one to season three. Has it dropped in quality? No, it hasn't dropped in quality. It just changed its dynamic of like mm-hmm. what it's focusing on that's all well my recommendation this week uh if you're a fan of the flash um there's a there's a podcast they released a little bit ago Ooh. called the flash the midnight circus um they're very short episodes and you could probably get it in total it's probably less than a half hour or so i don't know i, I didn't look at the times fully but um is it, this the cast that does it or who's who uh, it's, it? it's just a random it's a it's a random cast that does it um but it it uh takes place years after the flash movie um so if you for itching for a little more flash have a listen um it just takes place i mean it, essentially it's very um screws up um Oh, is this like a story? Yeah, it screws up his life. Um, oh, so they don't talk about the Flash. It's a story of it's yeah. It's like a continuation. A, yeah, it's a continuation. Um, and it's it takes place the years after the the Flash movie, and he kind of uses his powers to try and change something, and it screws everything up, and he tries to fix it again. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, endorsed or produced by DC Comics, which does has the Batman audio adventures, which they've actually turned into comics because of the popularity. So that's interesting. So, yeah, if, if you're a fan of The Flash and you want a little more from Mr. Barry Allen, go go have a listen. Excellent. I will have to check that out. All right, uh, my one recommendation. This is an ingenious idea, especially... You know, around Christmas time, there's always, you know, as there is the is it or is it not a Christmas movie situation. And then there's so many Christmas movies, so many that are well loved, some that are should probably be forgotten. But there's a plethora of Christmas movies, plethora of tastes. And it was kind of an interesting thing. And this uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to recommend like this guy, the host said how he watches Christmas movies. And I think it's ingenious. What they do is in November, they gather, you know, their family together, their their kids, and they discuss what Christmas movies would they like to watch or what are their favorite Christmas movies? What is something that they'd like to watch at some point in time in December? And so what they do is they if they own the DVD or if they know it's on streaming, what they'll do is they'll print off, they'll get a DVD case They'll print off a cover and then they'll wrap every single DVD hmm. and then they kind of set it off to the side, kind of in a small Christmas tree right by the, the TV. And then one day, like a kid will unwrap it and that is the movie, the Christmas movie that they watch a day. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I was like, that is ingenious because it's just like, you know, I want to watch, you know, Muppets Christmas Carol, but like, it's just like, eh, not today. Eh, mm-hmm. not today. And yep. then suddenly I'm like, I have to get this watched. It's almost Christmas time. Yep. And so I'm like, I like that because it's it takes people's favorite things, puts them in one place, and then it's just almost random as how what is selected. Maybe I should do that for the 12 days of Christmas, like mm-hmm. leading up to Christmas. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be. I mean, you could even have placeholders. Yeah. You don't have to own the DVDs. No. I mean, the reason why they, they say DVDs is because, you know, you own it. There's no risk of yeah, not being it able to not watch being there. Do you guys see that TikTok I sent you? I tried, but I'm not a TikTok oh. uh, user. But I, I mean, That's weird because whenever somebody sends me a TikTok at work, I just click on it and it loads it immediately and I'm not signed in or anything. Mm-hmm. So oh. I thought it would allow you to. I tried. No. I'll try, let me try again. I was just, so I, this, the guy just goes on about how DVDs are becoming... DVDs, Blu-rays are becoming the um, the vinyl mm-hmm. of our day. So people are now making the shift back to hard copies. Oh, yeah. No, no I, I went from about five years ago purging as many things, just buying them physically or buy, buying them on iTunes or whatnot. Oh, now it's playing. And then uploading it onto, you know, either Movies Anywhere or something like that to now... Um, you know, to now I'm like, you know, you hear rumors that they're doing this. I went out of my way and bought the Who Framed Roger Rabbit DVD because Disney, it was rumored, I'm not sure if it's true, was going to desexify Jessica Rabbit because, <laughs> you know, she's like, it's way out of, it's not appropriate or whatever. And it's just like, no, this is how, how it was done. This is her character. You cannot change it. So, when they started doing certain things, when they started, t- when they took off two episodes of Community because of um, uh, uh, 
like blackface yeah uh, because of the black elf by um the spanish teacher uh whatever his name is um i was just like nope i'm gonna own that physically too because you can't take it away from me if i physically own it Mm -hmm. i still i still buy physical copy movies and I mean, it's I, I find it a bonus if I'm able to get it and have a digital copy yeah. with it too. Yeah. Some people like in like I don't know if it's here. It, do they do it a lot here in Utah? But in Idaho, like people would literally buy the physical copy and sell the digital copy and sell the the second copy of like the the movie as well. So like they just want the Blu-ray or the 4K, and then they'll sell the DVD and they'll sell oh, okay. the digital. Oh. And then they'll that way they can try and recoup some of their money. Gotcha. <clears throat> I know Brett used to do that with uh, just oh, redeeming the digital and selling so, the. I, I had such a scheme going on, and it, so what I would do is <laughs> around Black Friday, when all, all of I would just watch all of the these movies plummet in price, and if they had a DVD and a digital copy, I would buy it, and then what I would do is I would redeem the digital copy, and then a- after Black Friday or a week or whatever. Amazon would willingly buy things back to you, and all you'd have to do is click it as new, which means it was still in its original packaging, which it wasn't. Like new, which is just like new, except that it was open from the package, or you know whatever. And so I would always click like new, and I basically was selling it back to them for more than I paid for it. And so I basically got free movies and TV series while owning them digitally. <laughs> and then I think it was not just me, but a couple other people had that practice, and then Amazon stopped doing it. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, does anybody... Uh, did anybody participate in Black Friday? Because it seemed like it was a big joke this year. Um, it, it was bad this year. I bought three things on Black Friday, and they were all movies. Oh, I was going to, I remember what I was originally going to say. Um, does anybody have a practice? It's not really a practice. It's just we happen to see it um, where you buy something from Amazon and then you see it like a month later at a much cheaper price. And then, so me and my wife have done this a couple of times by accident. It's like, oh, we're just looking at it like, wait a minute, it's on sale for like $100 cheaper. So what we end up doing is we end up buying it and then just re- and then returning the old like one from Amazon, mm-hmm. but then just sending the new one we just got, so we don't have to like box mm-hmm. ours back up again. And I'm just like, there there should be a better way of doing this. And like, if there is a way, I need to know how to do it because it's really annoying. Like, do you just tell Amazon? Do they have like a thirty day like, hey, if this drops in price, you get recouped? And well, they used to. Like, what like, was it? It's like a price guarantee or something. Yeah, if they do have that, then. But their windows of return is longer, probably. Well, like, what was it? Uh, I, last year for uh, Black Friday, I bought Amazon's version of a Fitbit or whatever. Uh-huh. And and it was so basically they were selling it for $89. It, but for Black Friday, they gave me a $60 like coupon or it was whatever, where I basically was paying $20. I'm like, I'll pay $20 for this Fitbit thing. So, and then. Some random day in like March of this year, Amazon just, I got a text message saying this much money has been redeposited into your account from Amazon. And I'm like, that's weird. So I go to my, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on, why this is happening. Why are you giving me my money? Is this a scam? And then I check my email and Amazon emailed me saying, 
uh, because of certain things like, you know, here, here is $20 back on your thing. I go, so I got it for free. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had anything like that for Amazon. Not that I know of at least. No. All right. Well, have a happy holidays. <laughs>